Tvameva mata ca pita tvameva Tvameva bandhu ca sakha tvameva Tvameva vidya dravinam tvameva Tvameva saravam mamadeva deva I bow to the Lord in all his forms of which one of them is yours, I bow to him in you. Today, I want to talk about an aspect of the path. So many people on the spiritual path look for phenomena, whether it be in the form of visions, whether it be in the form of miracles. And it's okay in the sense that it does help you to realize that there are higher realities. And our guru performs miracles, and devotees do perform miracles. But don't look too much for that, because it's still materialism. You know, the goal of the spiritual life is really moksha. It's union with God. We are, let's look at it this way, we are individual little points of of spirit. The infinite self takes on an appearance of individuality as, to use the same illustration I've used before, sunlight reflected in many little pieces of glass. It's the same sunlight, but in each piece of glass it may seem long, wide, narrow, broken up. Each ego seems like an individual, seems like a different kind of self, a man, a woman, an old man, a young man, an Indian, American, There's no difference. It's all the same self in all these different forms. And so we must understand that our goal is to find out who we really are. As long as we're looking for miracles, like what were you in a past incarnation? You've been so many people. Don't get hooked up on that. But as long as you think that, you're going to keep seeing yourself as separate The goal of your existence is to know that your infinite self, which is your true self, is not this ego. It is infinite. It is eternal. And the more you live in that consciousness, the easier it is to find that. Now, mind you, you can do that by, certainly by meditation and by achieving oneness with God, certainly. But why not live that way right now? For example, Learn to feel other people's suffering, other people's pain. The more you give to others rather than taking from them, all our problems begin with trying to take what we can for this one little ego. Learn to live through others. Learn to enjoy with their joys. Learn to feel sympathy with them. And learn to feel as you walk the tremor of the leaves in the trees. Feel the breeze on the grass. Feel the ocean surf if you see it. Look at the clouds scudding in the sky. And tell yourself, all this is I. You are in every atom of existence. You and your true self. So don't separate yourself. When other people hurt you, don't feel, well, they're doing it to me. It's happening. Don't, the less you can emphasize your ego, the happier you will be. I'd like to read from this uh, book that I've been 
reading from Conversations with Yogananda. This is saying number 145. Yogananda says, A woman once informed me, a trifle smugly, that in a former incarnation she had been Mary, Queen of Scots. That's interesting, I replied. Tell me, how did you receive this information? Well, it seemed a certain psychic had told her so. Soon afterward, another woman told me the same story. When I asked her about it, she said that she'd received this news from the same source. I called the two women together and repeated their stories to them. I then asked them, Now, how can both of you have been Mary, Queen of Scots? They realized, of course, that they had been fooled. What I want to say in relating this story is, don't listen to every claim by people who say they have special knowledge about you. As to your own past incarnations, moreover, be guided above all by self-knowledge and by your own intuition. What does it really matter, after all, who you were in the past? Whoever that was, you are still yourself and have only one challenge before you that is worth considering how to get out of delusion and how to find God. Be guided above all by that need which is eternal. It's all very interesting to think about the phenomena, but I have seen that people who concentrate too much on that don't have any devotion. All their mind is on what's happening outside. The real problem before us is uniting, as I said, our souls with God. For that we need to love Him. And God has always been with you. Why not live right now in the present tense? Why not live that with, in the thought that God is here? That I love Him and I have loved Him for eternity or at least have sought Him for eternity. But now I want to love Him. And if he doesn't come to me now, then I will keep on loving him. That love should be unconditional. But love of God is the greatest miracle of all. You know, my guru did perform miracles. It, they just sort of happened naturally around him. At the same time, to me, the greatest miracle was his love and also his humility. There was no sense of I, no sense of importance. When I see how many Swamis in, uh, or renunciates in general have a tendency to sort of feel important, and there's sort of a competition of importance between different ones. You got a bigger mala than I did kind of attitude. What does it all matter how short a time you will be in this world? It looks forever when you're a child. When I was six years old, I asked my father, when will I be allowed to drive? He said, not till you're 18. I thought, oh my goodness, that's like saying I'll never be able to drive. 18 seems such a long time ago. Now I look back on 18 as if from the top of a high building. It seems like such a long time ago. You are right now. You know, when I wrote my autobiography at the path, I had to 
think about my childhood. And I remember looking at a picture of myself when I was four years old. It was the same old fellow. There's no difference. You're the same you who come and go. The eyes don't change that much. There's something in the eyes that is always there. For incarnations, it's always there because you are uniquely yourself. This is one of the wonderful things about God. A sunlight, I've used that illustration of the sun in little pieces of glass. Well, there's not much variety. But in the ego, it is individual. You are a unique person. In all eternity, no one will be just like you. It's not just a stamped out or broken up little piece of glass. It's you specifically. And you specifically will go through all the different human experiences, whatever they may be. But it will always be, it will always be in your way. You will always have the, the particular consciousness that lends an interesting color to that particular personality where in another person who may do the same thing, it will be another kind of personality. That you isn't something that's built up over many lives of experience. Your personality is something else. But there's a unique you watching all that and guiding all that that doesn't change. That you has been with you for who knows how many billions of years. You are literally as old as God. And that means not having any age at all also. You are eternal. Eternity is not only in time, but just think. When we cut time up, <coughs> people who think about eternity and eternal hell, for example, which is certainly in the, in the uh, Christian religion they speak of that. Here they understand that you go to uh, different dharmas, different lifetimes. But uh, think of that concept of an eternal hell and think of somebody, let's say, he's been brought up in a slum and never having an opportunity to learn any higher way of living, he joins some sort of gang, street gang, and let's say he gets killed for a robbery at the age of 18 and he goes to the wrong place after death, okay? After two billion years, supposing somebody says to him, well, what are you here for? I can imagine this poor fellow saying, well, gosh, I don't really remember. It's been a long time. It's so ridiculous to think that God could punish you forever for the mistakes of a short lifetime. A finite cause cannot have an infinite effect. But there is something in you that still never changes, whether in heaven, whether in hell, whether on this world, whether on some other world. It's still you enduring all those things. And that is the blessing, and it's also the curse. You know, you can imagine the most beautiful, idyllic paradise. What keeps it from being idyllic? You. As long as you still have in yourself the usual emotions of anger and jealousy and greed and avarice and wanting this and not wanting that and so on, you're not going to be happy. The average person in heaven would be in hell. 
because he'd have nobody to fight with anymore. He'd have no one to argue with anymore. You have to remember that it's yourself you've got to change. It's in yourself that you've got to seek your heaven. It's in yourself that perfection lasts. And that self, yeah, maybe you were Mary, Queen of Scots, or maybe you were this big person or that big person. It doesn't matter. Once you get to know these big people, you see that they're just ordinary people in big roles, sometimes too big for themselves. Sometimes they can't handle it. And unfortunately, many people in such roles, it's sort of like, well, I thought of a stained glass window. When the sun is shining on that stained glass window, every pane has its own color, bright, brilliant. But before the sun comes up in the morning, all those panes look pretty much the same color, sort of a uniformish dark gray. It's when the sun comes up that they begin to gain their light and their color. And so the average person with all his different qualities seems sort of gray. He doesn't, his qualities aren't really pronounced. But the more you develop spiritually, the more that light shines from inside you and the more all your qualities begin to stand out. This is why you may have sometimes noticed that as people advance spiritually, their faults also seem to become stronger. I have known deeply spiritual people who had strong, fit, strong anger and strong intolerance and strong qualities that were not attractive. I thought, well, why? But the thing is that they're not only developing spiritually, they're also developing an inner power that is highlighting all the qualities that are in them. And this is good in the end. Not good right away, not good for other people necessarily. But you begin to see these things and you realize, well, I don't like that, that particular color in myself. I'd like to change it. There is no quality that you have that, will not, that cannot somehow be changed. The qualities of um, devotion, of love, of humility, all these may seem far from you, and yet they become natural. The more you develop spiritually, it's true. You lose those qualities that are not good. First they come out, or they seem to, but it's a long process. Gradually you see that I don't like that. I'm having more trouble with people because of it. I'm having more trouble with myself because of them. And so bit by bit you get to work on them. Like one woman I knew who was extremely, she lacked compassion. She was very powerful spiritually. She was very developed spiritually. But, you know, when you feel power here, don't let it make you ruthless. It did make her ruthless. She suffered a stroke, and she managed to communicate that she understood it was to help her to learn compassion. In time, you have to get rid of all those <coughs> harmful qualities. In time, you have to become shining with the light of God. The sign of a true saint, and such people are advanced, but they're not yet true saints because there's still ego attached to their different qualities. But the sign of the true saint is expressed in the Bhagavad Gita.
that the more you have of God, the more you see all equally and treat all equally. A dog, a cow, a Brahmin, it's all the same. This is what you find that great saints are. They just see all as their own selves. But then if that's so, why look up to the saints and say how wonderful they are and I'm nothing? Why not try to be like that yourself right now? You can be. When people treat you well, when people, people treat you badly, just think it's all the same Brahman in them. Treat them the same. Be the same toward all. You know the secret? To give, not to receive. The more you give consciousness, blessings, help, whatever, the more you find yourself free. And on the other hand, the more you think, what do they think of me? How do they like me? What can I get from them? The more you find yourself suffering. Life changes. Life flows on like a river. Be like that. flows on like a river that homes to the sea. One hour bounding through mountain vales, one Lest you grieve too.